your one-stop shop for the stories, secrets, and shenanigans of a popcorn-fueled theme park journalist. I'm Carly Wiesel, and I have had the most Disney of weekends. I took the day off on Friday, and I went to Disneyland with my family, which was very fun. I have never been there with children before. And uh, I'm pretty sure every parent listening to this just cackled because, oh boy, uh, it is not easy. Y'all deserve medals. You truly should be pinned with a small gold medal each time you enter or exit a theme park with child because uh, it is it is unlike anything else. I've done Disney World with kids. I went with my friend Leah and her wonderful sons and her husband, who's also great, but her sons, because we're talking about kids. That's why I'm emphasizing it. But uh, Disneyland with kids is... It's a lot. I am still tired days later from it, but it was so, it was so much fun. I, it was nice to be with people who appreciated the Winnie the Pooh attraction at Disneyland, which nobody over the age of 18 does. It was like so nice to see things through kids' eyes. I, I do look forward to returning when they are able to hug characters because that'll be extra, extra special. But regardless, we had so much fun. Uh, it was a great time and thoroughly exhausting. We went for Vietnamese food after. Usually I like to go to Portillo's after. And my brother was like, nah, dude, we're going to get pho. And it was the wisest choice. Uh, This is why he is the smart sibling and he is a transplant surgeon. And I'm out here being like, isn't this green corn dog? They're selling at Disneyland gross. (laughs) That's how the split is. So naturally I followed him to the restaurant and it was, oh, it was wonderful. I'll find out the name because I am definitely going to go there after Disneyland again. It was only like 15 minutes away, but Anyway, that was the start to my Disney weekend. Saturday night, I went out with my friend Jeffrey Epstein, who co-hosts the D23 Inside Disney podcast. And then Sunday, I went to go see Turning Red in theater. We missed stuff because people were laughing. That's how good Turning Red is. If you have not seen it yet, make it a priority. It is an unbelievable film. Uh, I mean, I just can't, I can't say enough good things about it. It is so wonderful uh, to see all of that on screen. I don't want to spoil anything, but if you lived through the 90s, you're gonna, you're gonna love it. It's so, I want to make jokes about it. It's so funny. I won't spoil it for you. Maybe next week once everyone's seen it, because it is absolutely divine. Also, I just want to add, I saw a tweet maybe a couple weeks ago. I can't remember who sent it, but they, it was a thread where they were talking about how intros on podcasts are too long and I've been very self-conscious since then because it was this whole thread where people are like yeah just get into the content just get into the discussion and I'm on here being like but I need to tell you how much I love the movie and I love the four girls who starred in it so uh if you have any opinions either way about the introduction let me know I'm happy to hear them just uh give us a call at 747 churros or send us a text because I think you can text that number TBD we'll find out but let me know because I am uh equal parts paranoid that I am giving you too much blah 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 when I'm starting this and also uh don't want to just rush into an episode because we got stuff to talk about okay okay anyway (laughs) we'll head on to the bulk of the podcast after these words from our sponsors We are talking Disney with Kristen Cherico, writer, YouTuber, internet celebrity, and as we will soon learn, a Disney fan with so many hot takes. If you don't know Kristen yet, your life will be massively improved by the time you finish this episode. Maybe the name sounds familiar from their time at BuzzFeed, or as a co-host on the absolutely exceptional Kitchen and Jorn show on YouTube. I'm fairly new to Kitchen and Jorn universe, having only been introduced to it about a year ago, but They're just wonderful people doing everything from food challenges to lifestyle videos. One week, Kristen and Jen are talking about every organic fruit at Trader Joe's. The next week, the duo are talking about their new pronouns. It's really fun, happy, and such an inclusive corner of the internet, and I highly recommend popping on by. But the reason why she is here on Very Amusing is because Kristen is one of us full-blown one of us, getting engaged at Disney, going on a Disney honeymoon, one of us. I knew she was a Disney fan, but I don't think I knew how deep it went until Kristen, who goes by Lola Coaster on Twitter, tweeted about taking part in a 24-hour event at Disneyland on a leap year in 2012. And 
Well, you'll just have to wait to hear the rest of that because I asked them to come on the podcast to tell the story in full, and they did. Listen, Twitter's not always a fun or a safe space, but it's definitely high yield where making new friends is concerned. We talk about Disneyland game plans. We talk about the Disney Hotel restaurant Kristen's now a regular at. We got hot takes from Grand Floridian to Epcot and back, and it's a fun conversation I'm so thrilled to bring your way. What I will mention is towards the back half of the episode, there are a couple segments that are, of course, totally fine to play in front of kids of all ages. Any words that are questionable are bleeped out. But certain details in terms of the meet and greet characters who exist in these theme parks and details along those lines are discussed, which I just wanted to flag and be overly cautious about. Again, totally fine content wise. Anything is bleeped. But if you have young kids in the room or in the car and prefer to skip past that, I've put the timestamps for that segment in the show notes below so you can breeze on by to greener pastures. But let's get into it. Enough with that, because I really felt like I was hanging out with a lifelong friend, and I hope that joy is contagious. Enjoy! Kristen Cherico, welcome to Very Amusing! Oh my gosh, hi! It's so awesome to be here! This is my first time doing a Disney-themed podcast. Oh my gosh, well hopefully it won't be the last because it seems like you have many things to say. You have so much expertise about both parks on both coasts i have i know way too like there is an alternate universe where my job is actually doing disney influencer stuff um it's not my current life but like uh, you know there are days where i'm like maybe i want to give it all up but yeah i i mean i've been going to the park since i was a little kid i got engaged to disney world what uh (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah oh my god uh my honeymoon was at alani um <laughs> okay, I knew you were I knew you were a fan, but I didn't yeah. know you were like deeply in this community. I'm deeply in Well, the thing is, I, you know, unfortunately, I I've reached a point in my career where I can't really be in a fandom because like it becomes like its own problem. But like I am deeply enmeshed in Disney stuff. So like I have lots of thoughts on like various park stuff. <laughs> All the time. Um, Yeah, I mean, like, I was one of those people who was really upset when Tower of Terror became Guardians of the Galaxy. And now Guardians of the Galaxy is, like, maybe my favorite ride in Disneyland. I think, uh, pound for pound, I think it's the best ride that isn't Rise of the Resistance. Um, Which, even then, I think Rise of the Resistance has, like, some flaw. I... Well, I'm getting ahead of myself. I have so many things I want to talk to you about, but I really just wanted to establish where you were in the fandom. And it sounds like having gotten engaged, having gotten, uh, having gone to Alani for your honeymoon, you said? Yes. And then we went for, so Mini Moon was Alani and then Maxi Moon, uh, which was for Food and Wine Festival at Disney World. Oh my God. Okay. So we're doing it all. Yeah. <laughs> are you an annual pass holder for Disney World or you just go on vacation? I we, we just go on vacations. I actually think I'm done going to Disney World for a second. I think I the, the last time I went, it was so miserable that like I I don't know if I see a world in which I spend that amount of money to go to Disney World again. I I truly and I'm someone who spent thousands and thousands of dollars at Disney World. Um the last time I went it was so hot. Like it was, and it was November and it was so hot. Um, it was so crowded. Like we, you know, we, like I, I think I was in the middle. So the last time I went to Disney world, I was actually in the middle of shooting a show. I was like halfway through shooting a show. Uh, and in the context of the show, I had stayed in a lot of like nice hotels Like, not, like, super ultra luxury hotels, but, like, nice hotels. And then we got to uh, the Grand Floridian, and I was like, wow. You kind of see, like, pretty starkly that, like, this actually isn't a very nice hotel. Like, maybe it was a nice hotel in the early 90s, um, but it's not now. And they haven't really done much to, like, improve it. And it's like, why am I spending, uh, like, $900 a night to stay at this hotel? That's fine. That's, like... Yeah. It's just, I, I don't, it's like, I can't, I'm having a harder and harder time wrapping my head around it. It's like, uh, I could justify maybe, I could justify spending the money to stay at um, Animal Kingdom Lodge. I can maybe justify the money to stay at Boardwalk because it's so close to Epcot. But like, I just, I, I mean, the top three, the top three resorts are 
the Grand Floridian, which honestly hasn't been updated in like a second. Uh, the Polynesian, which is super problematic as a resort concept, period, which like shouldn't exist. Uh, and then the Contemporary, which is basically just hotel themed. It's like, here's our hotel themed hotel. <laughs> And like that's, it's like why it's like th- those are the three premium resorts at the Disney World Resort at Disney at Walt Disney World, and like I don't understand, <laughs> like how I'm I can't wrap my head around spending eight thousand dollars to stay at the hotel themed resort. <laughs> I oh my god, that is so funny. That is so funny. Um, I did stay in one of the new Incredibles themed rooms in the main building, and I oh, actually yeah. loved it. I thought they did a fantastic job with it. It wasn't like, oh, I'm in an animation room. Like, it really was mid-century. But That's Grand, fun. Yeah, but Grand Floridian, it, it's a problem because their branding is that, like, this is the crown jewel of Walt Disney World resort hotels. And you yes. get there, and you're like, there's no duvet. There's no umbrella in the room. If you get yeah. a robe that doesn't scratch your skin off, you're lucky. It just yeah. doesn't add up to what we have grown up thinking it is. It's beat up. It's a the, the, every room is beat up. Um, it, it just it's like they. I mean, when was the last time they renovated that hotel? They're I believe they're starting to renovate it soon, but I don't. I don't imagine they're gonna. I mean, I want I want slippers. When I go to Grand Floridian, I want slippers. And at one time they had them, and then it's just one of the many things that just have slowly disappeared out of the room. I recently I wanna... stayed there. There was no paper. There was no pen. At the desk? In the room. What? There was no paper, no pen. That's so weird. I mean, I would like a mattress that looks like it isn't 10 years old. Because I feel like every mattress at Disney I've slept on, and that includes the ones at Disneyland, are, it's like, you got, you can tell this mattress is at least seven years old and has not been flipped in at least five. And it's like, why am I paying thousands of dollars for an extremely mediocre hotel experience? Like when I could just take a lift, when I honestly could just take a lift from like a nicer hotel. Like I, at this point, it's like, I don't like the point of staying on property is that like, it's supposed to feel magical in the hotel. I'm the person in my friend group where if you want to go to Disneyland, you go with me because I will tell you exactly how to do it correctly. What is your blueprint for a day at Disneyland? Okay. Uh, are you, am I going with other adults? Yes. If I'm, okay. I'm going with other adults. All right. Uh, I generally ask people in the car what they like to do. Um, I only have a couple of hard no's. My first hard no is Indiana Jones because it's racist and I can't stand it. Uh, my second hard no is Soren right now because Soren over California makes me insanely motion sick. I don't know why. Um, really? But not, yeah, not no. the... I think it's because Soren over the world or whatever is more uh, CGI. And so it's like, it's a little less shaky. And Soren over California, like the camera is like a little bit more like, you can tell it's on... It's on some sort of vehicle. It's like a little bit. Nah. So like, I think it's, it, I know, I don't know why, but like, I, I have to close my eyes. Like I'll go with someone on it and be like, okay, have fun. But like, I'm just going to take a three minute nap. Wait, okay. Uh, that's wild because <laughs> uh, I did an episode where I interviewed someone who was part of the the camera team who went out and shot Soren around the world. Really? And I think maybe just their tech was so advanced yes. where it's a smoother shot. I think that's it. I just, it feels, it's a little bit more smooth. I never have issues with soaring around the world. And I'm not a person who gets motion sick. I literally get motion sick on one thing and it's soaring over California. God. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Um, but yeah, so I usually ask people what they want to do. Um, and then uh, I start the day with, unless they're a person who truly hates Disneyland and they only want to do the food festival, in which case we won't do Disneyland, but I'll start the day at Disneyland. I usually have to get to the park around nine 30. Uh, I'll do like a jolly holiday. When we first get there, the first thing you do is you pull, uh, I say pull a fast pass. You don't do that anymore. Oh, RIP. <laughs> right, first thing I do is I, I, I get a lightning lane for rise. Uh, because in my opinion, if you want to ride rise, you need to have it be the first thing you do. Uh, because that ride breaks down constantly. And it's just, it's like, you need to give yourself the maximum amount of time possible for you to be able to ride that ride. Uh, so the first thing I do is I buy a fast pass for rise and then we uh, get lightning lane, which I know we shouldn't get GD plus cause it's, I know that the ethics behind GD plus are bad, but unfortunately GD plus is like really useful if you want to give someone like their dream day at Disney. Uh, oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah so you gotta, you pull... if you're bringing someone who's not a regular, you gotta do it. I know. And it's like, ugh, okay. So then I usually pull a fast pass. And then usually in the morning, I like to do Space Mountain, uh, Big Thunder, um, Matterhorn, 
Uh, any other like little rides around the park that people like? Some people like Star Tours. Some people like Millennium Falcon. Um, some people, you know, like Small World, whatever. Any of the rides people want to do. And then usually I'll change parks at one with the park hopper. And then uh, I'll make sure to pull a fast pass for Guardians. Um, and then also for um, uh, uh, Radiator Springs, which, uh, and if someone wants to do Web Slingers, I'll do Web Slingers with them. I think Web Slingers is a badly, is, I don't think Web Slingers is a good ride. I think it's. Oh no. Do you love Web Slingers? I like it. I like doing that <laughs> hand motion. I feel so cool. <laughs> I, I, you, I feel like you are very alone in that. I don't think I've ever taken someone on Web Slingers who's been like, wow, I want to do that again. <laughs> I guess it's. I guess it's just that I feel so intimidated by Toy Story Mania because really? or Toy Story Midway Mania because it's so competitive. And with web slingers, it's like I'm just we're working as a family. Oh my god, I I feel the <laughs> honestly I feel so stressed out doing web slingers because like I it's it's such a workout in order to get it like it really is. I, I can't turn off my competitiveness, so I'm just like, okay, well then that just means I'm gonna sit here and you can't. Obviously, it's a podcast, you can't see me do this, but like. I basically have to like sit there and just do this the whole time. <laughs> like just like punch the screen, but like with my arms upside down. <laughs> oh my God. I pray I can figure out how to make a GIF out of that. If someone wants to do Radiator Springs Racers, we will pull a fast pass for that. But however, I I think my wife loves Radiator Springs she, Racers. She thinks it's a great ride. She enjoys it. She would do it every time if she could. I think it's a pale imitation of Test Track. Um... But I also know that, like, that is just my opinion. And also, Test Track is a ride that, like, literally ends in a GM dealership. So, like, you know, <laughs> it also has flaws. Not even, um, not even an opinion, just a fact. It literally ends in, a, in an actual car dealership. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, and then uh, I, I, I like to do, uh, in, um, in DCA, I like to make sure we hit up uh, Guardians a couple of times, Incredicoaster, Midway Mania, Soren if it's not over California. Um, and during the summer, oh, we uh, will have, uh, I do a special summer edition oh. where um, <laughs> the summer edition is where we do the two water rides back to back and then we change. Um, oh, Because I don't like to have, I don't like to have wet tennis shoes. Um, I don't like to I, have a wet butt. I hate it. It makes me I so don't sad. Like it. No. no, I don't like it. Um, so we'll do water rides and then change. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of my perfect Disney day. And then usually I'll end um, around five o'clock. I'll start getting cocktails at like the Pim's tasting lab. And then usually we do dinner at the Napa Rose. I mean, as I've gotten older, this day is harder to do. And I tend to be more like, let's just sit and have drinks for a little while. Cause like, I'm a little tired, but like, you know, if someone's coming in from out of town, like this is, you know, we have to do we have to do this day as efficiently as possible while also understanding that it needs to be fun. And like, also sometimes people want to go to like the blue Bayou or like, um, Carthay circle, which in my opinion, I think Carthay circle has really taken a very serious nosedive in terms of quality. Um, and I think it's, it's fun to see the space, but I think the food and the menu options are not very good right now. And I don't, I don't think that's, Disney's fault. I think that they're still kind of trying to come back. And like, I think Napa has also suffered from this as well. But I think Napa is like just a little bit more of a consistent restaurant, in my opinion. Um, I mean, I say this is somebody who goes to the Napa Rose. I wish I were joking like one or two times a month. It's like the only restaurant I go to. Are you for real? Yes. Are, <laughs> I go there are all the like, server. Yes. Are you like <laughs> European royalty? No. Well, no. <laughs> That's like, that's such a flex to be like, this is my spot and I love it. Like to be a regular at Napa Rose is, is it's really like, a vibe that I wish to only, one day emulate. I wish, I wish it's literally the only restaurant to go to. Which makes sense because it's very good. It's very good. And like the menu changes frequently. And like with the vendor's table, I usually get a different thing every time. I've also eaten probably everything on that menu. It's like, it is my thing. It's like. It's my it's my flexy thing that I pay for. It's kind of my I love yeah, this. We go way too much, but um. But if I you mean, think that, about it, the prices aren't that different from eating at any other theme park restaurant. And honestly, they're very comparable, if not slightly less expensive than eating in Los Angeles. I'm 37 now, so like when I was younger, I used to be like, one of these days I'm going to eat at the Napa Rose," and now I'm like, "One of these days I'm going to be a person who eats at a second restaurant." <laughs> Yes, well, like, yes. not really, because it's a great restaurant, so. 
it's true honestly we've gotten to the point where like we know we know everyone who works there like when we oh, go in so they all cool. say hi to us now i know it's like it's it's silly i mean i i will say my favorite restaurant in the entire resort and in, in both uh, wdw and uh, dlr is uh, obviously victorian albert's that's where we went for after we got we went for our engagement uh dinner oh my gosh um, yeah, in uh, in 2015, uh, and uh, it was oh my god, it was the best meal I've ever had in my entire life, which is amazing for what is ostensibly a windowless restaurant. <laughs> Have you been the original Star Cruiser? One might it say. is the original Star Cruiser. Yes, it is. It is a it is a windowless restaurant. It is. Oh my it, god! I know. I'm like, wow, this really like this is beautiful atmosphere for for a a literally a space that has less atmosphere than the restaurant next door which is Citricos. um but do you have a favorite restaurant in in uh, dlr and ww yes so i sadly i've never been to victorian alberts because it was one of those things where i've toured it as part of work but uh-huh. i'm like i'll always be able to go <laughs> and then we had a multi-year global pandemic and i'm still <laughs> just out here being like oh many years have passed and i never made it there oh no um i it's worth it I, oh God, I, my favorite restaurant at Walt Disney World has not yet reopened. It's Takumi Te. I don't know if you've ever been there. Where? It's in the Japan <sighs> Pavilion of Epcot. It's like, yes, yes. To the it's, right of, of Mitsukoshi the, of the store. Yeah, it's the signature restaurant uh, by, um, yeah, by, by, yes, not Mitsubishi. Is it Mitsubishi? Oh, yeah. uh, Mitsukoshi. Mitsukoshi, thank you. Yes, Mitsubishi sorry. is uh, car. Uh, another car dealership like yeah. Tetra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it Wrong was one. the yeah. it was maybe the best meal I've ever had on Disney World property, if not one of the best. And uh, then it just has not reopened since the pandemic. Upsettingly, I wonder why. Yeah, we actually ate there uh, last time we were there. We ate there actually. We were there to see Boys to Men, and Boys to Men got <laughs> how all out. good stories start. Oh like, no! They men, got rained out. They got rained out. They got rained out really bad, and like the to the point where like, and no one would leave because everyone wanted to see Boys to Men. So Boys to Men came out, and they were like, "We can't perform because of safety, but we'll do one song acapella." <laughs> so they came out. They did one song acapella, and then they left. And then we were like, "All right, well, we're soaking wet, and we have dinner reservations." So then we went to uh, Mitsukoshi, and we bought uh we bought t shirts. We bought Sailor Moon t shirts, and then my wife went to I want to say Mouse Gears. And um and bought us pajamas and then we literally wa- we went we went to our extremely expensive dinner wearing pajama bottoms and Sailor Moon t shirts. <laughs> yeah, that's Which Disney was, for you. You gotta just find something. I know. And literally, and the, the servers are just like, wow, Sailor Moon. I used to watch that when I was a child. And we're like, yeah, we are. We know. We just we're wet. <laughs> I mean, those are your options when you're there. It's like, oh my God. I don't, yeah. So I, I actually, I love that restaurant too. It's really good. It's a, it's a, it's a nice little spot too. Well, so what's your, what are your Disney World favorites? What are your Disney World least favorites? My Disney World hotels? favorite restaurants. Um, I think, uh, um, I mean, obviously Victoria and Albert's is my favorite. I haven't, I haven't been back there. So this is actually kind of a weird story, but I, the last time I was at Disney World, I was, like, not doing the best, and, like, I definitely had, like, like a panic attack in the middle of a Victorian Albert's dinner and, like, went to the emergency room. Um, oh, no. And they were like, you're fine. Yeah, it was, like, it was just a panic attack, and, like, I know, it was, like, and it was just really not a good time to have a panic attack. And then we decided to try and go back the same, and then I literally went in there, and it was just, like, I'm gonna have a panic attack again. So I haven't been back since my, my two extremely expensive panic attacks. <laughs> That's a Victoria, which sucks because like my wife loves this restaurant, and I'm like I don't know if I could ever go back again. I think it it just I I don't know how to go without like retriggering myself. So that restaurant is it's like my favorite that I probably won't go back to unless like I figure out I don't know so, some way to sort of habituate myself to it before we go. But um, besides that one, I think. Um, why am I not remembering the name of this restaurant? It's the signature restaurant at Animal Kingdom Lodge. It starts oh, with Jico, a cookie Jico. place. Yes, G- no, uh, uh, yes, Jico. I think Jico is so underrated. Um, I I don't know why it's so easy to get a reservation there. I think it's fantastic. Um, they have a wonderful wine selection. 
Um, they have the, the, yeah, you'd probably know this. They have the largest collection of South African wines outside of the continent of Africa. Which is like, uh, put a banner up on the building. Yes. <laughs> Let people it, know. Is, South Africa is one of the preeminent wine growing regions in the world. Um, it is like, it, it is fantastic. I think Jico is so, 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 so good. Um, I also think, what else is good? I like Restaurant Marrakesh. I think that's fun. Um, I don't think any of the restaurants in the French Pavilion are anything to write home about. Um, uh, oh, we did, we did two food and wine seminars oh. in the Italy Pavilion. We did uh, beer versus wine, and then we did a Mediterranean tasting lunch, and they were both so incredible. Um, wow, really? Yeah, Mediter- tasting lunch was, we had literally five courses of Italian food and none of it was pasta and it was all incredible. Um, and then beer versus wine was, we had five courses and it was like beer beer pairing versus wine pairing. So fun. That's a, the reason why I'm like, I'm always so shocked when I go to Disney World. And I'm like, some of these, re- like some of these restaurants are incredible and some of them are like really riding on the fact that people have nowhere else to go to eat. <laughs> Yeah, and um, now, especially with the pandemic, you have completely different menus, you have different staffs, especially yes. Epcot restaurants, if people haven't returned from their country oh, of origin. Yes. Like, there's a, a lot of stuff is not, I mean, it's, the park has been open for a while now, but it's not 100% back in the way it was, especially with the restaurants. Yeah, I was like, I, I had not, I, another restaurant, this is another, this is, I have, I have a hot take about this. I think Le Cellier is fine. I we don't. Gotta, I think you need windows. I think you need like. I do need windows. Yeah. I think the cellier is fine. I think it's. I think well. I just think the vibe. I kind of was. Well, here's the thing. I went there thinking that the vibe was going to be like you know it's a cave and like you're you're in this wine cave and like it's it's really like you know it's moody and romantic and like kind of when I went in there I was like this isn't really this is kind of like. It's more. It's not like moody and romantic. It's mostly just kind of like dark and like there's kids running around obviously it's a theme park so like there are kids running around but it's like I, honestly I, I i think there is a market for a restaurant in which you don't spend five hours eating but kids are not running around underfoot all the time i think you would love wine bar george <laughs> what's wine bar george it's my favorite disney world restaurant it is run by this guy george miliotis who was the former master sommelier at California Grill when they opened. Oh. And then now he has his own little, he has his own little restaurant in the middle of Disney Springs in the downtown area. The food is incredible. I don't even drink wine and it's my favorite restaurant. Wow. And it's just, it's like, you feel like you're in someone's home. You feel cared for. I can't, I say so, like everyone listening to this is going to laugh at me because I can't stop talking about it. It's the, it's the best restaurant. I love it so much. No, I mean, listen, I, Disney Springs is a whole world. I am, very very unfamiliar with i've been to like two places in disney springs uh i went to the coke store <laughs> uh i went to the coke store i do not know why i went to the coke store and then i went to uh jose andreas has a tapas restaurant there i don't remember the name of yes it's like what is it called it's like something uh, haleo haleo yes haleo was awesome i loved it uh but i really don't have that much like, I think it's just because, like, I, I never want to go to Disney Springs because it feels like a mall to me. And I realize that, like, that's very limiting because I know there are so many great restaurants at Disney Springs. Um, I know. It's like, that's a, I feel like I would go, I would probably go back to Walt Disney World for, like, a weekend and, like, just kind of try out restaurants I hadn't tried out and, like, ride, like, the two rides I don't have access to here. Okay. So I want to know, like, you have, let's say you have one day at Walt Disney World. Where yeah. are you waking up? What park are you going to? What oh, rides are you easy. riding? Easy, easy. I have one day at Walt Disney World. I'm waking up at um, at Boardwalk. Um, I'm walking to, or actually, I'm probably not walking there. I'm probably, I'm probably taking either the ferry or I'm taking a lift. <laughs> I'm taking. <laughs> if it's hot, I, one time I tried walking from the Boardwalk to Hollywood Studios in the middle of September, and when I got there, I was just like, I want to go home. <laughs> don't want to yeah so i'm going to hollywood studios i'm gonna ride um rock and roller coaster um uh, i'm gonna ride what else is there that we don't have uh mickey uh, Minnie's tower- runway railway runway railway uh and then uh tower of terror yeah uh and then uh after that uh so I'll, I'll, I, I would rope drop uh hollywood and then do those and then i would go uh to go get lunch at um Epcot. I would go back to Epcot and then eat oh. around Epcot and then do um, uh, the Frozen Ride, which I think is really fun, and Test Track. 
Uh, and then um, probably the new Galaxy, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy ride, and then probably Ratatouille. That would probably be like... It's not a bad that would day. Be, that would be my day. That'd be, I mean, it'd be a pretty full day, but that would be like my day. Um, mostly because like, I, I, when I go to Disney World, I like to ride the things I don't have access to here. Like, there's no, I'm not going to wait, like, I basically just don't go to Magic Kingdom because, like, there's nothing there for me. I mean, maybe when they eventually finish Tron. Anyone who's uttered the words Genie Plus knows firsthand that vacations require time, money, planning, energy. And if you put all that effort into enjoying your trip already, why not extend the highlights of that getaway into your everyday with FrameBridge? Put that vintage Epcot ticket up in your office and give it a little personality. Surprise your kid with their favorite character's autograph immortalized on the wall of their room. FrameBridge makes it so easy and affordable to custom frame any photo, park map, or even cocktail napkin from a theme park hotel bar in just minutes. You can mock up exactly what it'll look like on their website before you even spend a dime. Things ship fast and they ship for free, and their colorful custom framing means they'll not only help you plan your gallery wall, but make sure your place looks cooler than the interiors of that mid-century modern home within Spaceship Earth. I love the mementos I framed with FrameBridge so much that I rearranged my entire office so I can enjoy them daily. This is not a bit. This is this is true life. They're the backdrop to my podcast Zoom interviews, my Instagram stories, and even the goofy photos we take of Pearl tip-tapping away at my keyboard like she's a miniature employee. Too often, our favorite memories of a vacation are tucked inside our phone or shoved within a drawer. And it thrills me to no end that because of FrameBridge, I can finally be surrounded by my memories. FrameBridge makes custom framing easy, affordable, and enjoyable. And on top of that, their happiness guarantee ensures that no matter what, you'll wind up with something you love. To get started, head to FrameBridge.com, because your precious travel memories shouldn't have to stay in the past. That's FrameBridge.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We actually, for our honeymoon, we got there the first, was it? Yeah, we got there the first day after they opened, after Hurricane Irene. Um, which, yeah, we were... <laughs> we, we skated, because it just so happened that, like, we skated in, like, right right when they yeah. were accepting flights. Like, yeah. right afterwards. Uh, we got there, and, like, so our first full day was the second day after they opened, after Hurricane Irene. And let me tell you, that park was so empty. Oh. It was the emptiest I've seen the park's ever um it was actually like so empty that we did our like our mediterranean tasting lunch that day like less than like a third of the people who were registered showed up uh they ended up pouring out all the wine for us and we got oh. like just <laughs> drunk and drunk 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 at lunch um yeah it, that was a really that was a fun day that might be one of my most favorite days yeah what's uh, like your what's your disney vacation highlight if you have one just like the, when you think of like this is why i love it here you think of this um moment. Okay, this is a this is a flex, and I'm really sorry. Please, please <laughs> feed it to me. This is this is a. I, I will say that if anyone ever invites me to Club Thirty Three, um, ever wait, have you ever been? I've been to everything but the actual sit down dinner. Oh, so you've been inside? You just haven't been able to eat there? Yes, because uh, I am too Midwestern, and I will never ask anyone to. <laughs> Are you kidding? Are you kidding? I feel like I ask all the time. I am I just like, please, someone take me here. How do I not know anyone? But anyway, I can't do it. Um, my favorite, but anyway, this is a flex, but like it definitely is a moment I think of a lot, uh, sort of encapsulates why I like Disney. Um, I was there once, like maybe a year or two ago. Maybe no, had it been longer than that. It's, I forgot we had two pandemic years. I lost them. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, maybe it was 2018, 2019. Uh, I was walking by um, Grizzly River Run, which is like where the uh, the Country Bear is sort of, that's like their character location. 
And so, like, I'm a person that people recognize in public. Yeah. Your um, face has been on the internet for many years now. Yes. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so people organize me in public and they and they come and say hi. And like, that's always awesome and great. This is the first time a character actor ever <gasps> had. Like, cause so what happened what? was I was walking by one of the country bears and the country bear, like, you can't people can't see this, but like basically stopped, like put their hands through face, pointed at me, put their hands through face, and then pointed at me again. And then kind of walked up to me and then did the whole, did like the I love you. And, oh then, point, and then pointed to the picture person and they were like, can we get a picture? Oh my God. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. A character, a character without speaking. Yes. Figured out how to prompt a photo pass photographer to photograph yeah. them with you. Yes. Like the meet yes. and greet character. <laughs> yes. Forced a meet and greet onto yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing will, no Club 33 dinner could ever be better than that. It's one of the funniest things that's ever happened to me. I was like so, I was so impressed. I was like truly, I, cause it was unmistakable what they were trying to communicate to me. Cause it's not like I had like any sort of like bear. Like it didn't, like there was nothing. It was clearly that's what they were trying to say. And they were, and then afterwards they did like the, like the, like the, I love you again. And then like the, like the prayer hands, thank you so much type thing for this. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. Like, but honestly, I was mostly just really impressed. I was just, I couldn't believe like that they were able to communicate all of that. Like, oh my God. So clearly. And I think that's why I like Disney is that the people who like work there are so talented. They are so good at what they do and they are so committed to doing what they do. It seems, if it seems easy, that's because it's incredibly hard. Um, oh and like that's that, like, but I think about that a lot where I'm just like, that's amazing that someone was able to, and like, I would imagine like if they could personalize that amount of magic for me. Uh, a person who's online like think about like the types of like magical experiences they personalize for like people from everywhere of all different like walks of life different experiences different like you know uh different oh maturity God. levels like um but yeah so that's i mean that's what i like about disney is that like it's really good at turning off other stuff and making you feel like you are in a world worth being in i guess Oh my god! Which is so so beautifully put. It's yeah. I mean, it's I mean, <laughs> it's it's funny because I feel like a lot of people love Disney. Like people make fun of Disney adults, but it's like a lot of Disney adults have like a lot of psychic damage that like they really have a hard time working through. And it's like I don't I don't know. I I don't think I would make fun of an adult who's found a way to like cope in a world that like encourages coping in much more destructive and and harmful ways. I completely agree. Um, yeah. <laughs> as someone who started on the outside of the Disney fandom and now is like deeply, deeply inside the everlasting gobstopper that is the Disney community. Yes. Uh, to me, the most remarkable thing has been that from the outside, you don't get it. And so you dismiss it. And then yes. once you're inside, you're like, what? Everyone else is just missing out on having fun as an adult. There's a special story that I would like you to share with me and the listeners that I saw a bit of on Twitter, but really need to hear it all being told like storyteller format. Okay. So this is a story of maybe the <laughs> most intense celebrity sighting of my life and <laughs> definitely the most intense celebrity sighting I've had at, at a Disney park. Um, but I'm not, I, but, so I'll start with that. So in 2012, uh, as everyone who's listening to this probably knows, Disney did this uh, 24 hours of Disney promotion where they had both parks open for 24 hours. Um, and uh, we decided that we were going to go, you know, not knowing that it was going to be a mess, like a total disaster. Um, and uh, I go with some of my friends and we pull up to the parking garage and like it is, it's a like, it's a nightmare. I'm honestly amazed they let us park. Um, we spend, I want to say like, an hour and a half trying to park. Um, oh it's like, God. it's like past midnight. It's yeah. It's an, I mean, I, th I learned that they closed the parking garage shortly after we got in it. Um, but like, there's no parking spaces everywhere. We're we're like just driving around for like an hour and a half. Like we're miserable. We're mostly just like, there's no way we're getting into this park because if it's this hard to park, then like, how are they not at capacity? Uh, and so 
we finally park like it had taken us about 45 minutes to drive down plus an hour and a half to park so like we had been in a car for like you know two hours and change at this point we're cranky we're miserable uh we get to the front gates and it's like a bedlam um i think i read somewhere later on like people were like jumping the turnstiles later on in the night and like they weren't able to stop that it was crazy it was it was uh it was it was very clear that we were not getting into the park (laughs) (laughs) it was just i mean and i'm so i'm someone who's seen a lot of lines at disneyland and like i know when a line at disneyland is deceptively long um it was very clear to me that we were not getting in this park and so we all kind of looked at each other and we were just like i think we just need to call it and go home this is not worth it and also it's like past midnight i was i was still like in my 20s i was like "Eh, i can't really afford to like call out because i want to like go to disneyland at like three in the morning um and so we decide to go uh just go to the bathroom and go home um and so we were like well where are the where do we think like the the fastest bathrooms are because like this all looks like a mess and i was like i know we'll go to the napa rose not the napa rose sorry <laughs> i'm always thinking about the napa rose North Star. We'll, go, we'll go to the grand californian lobby bathrooms because they're kind of tucked back and i bet a lot of people aren't thinking about them so we kind of traipsed through uh downtown disney or not i guess it's still called downtown disney uh and uh we go to the hotel the hotel is a mess too but like not as much of a mess uh and then we go to the bathroom uh the bathroom is a mess <laughs> But, like, we're there, but we have to pee. It's just, we're like, oh, we gotta just get this done. In the bathroom, there are three women. And they were were all very tall. And they were just in everybody's way. Uh, They were all wearing heels. But there was one woman who was just the most in everyone's way. They were acting in a way where they were like, la, 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 nothing really matters except us and our limbs. And, And like, just sort of... And, and I assume everyone around them in that tight bathroom is just trying to like get in and out to you. Yes. It. And they were just like, I just want to look in the mirror. Like, does anyone have any lip gloss? It was just like, it was just messy. She was kind of like making it so like children and mothers could not gather away. And like, finally I was just like, ma'am, could you please? And she was just like very affronted by the fact that like someone had spoken to her. Um, and like, so finally, like I'm, we're trying to get, she finally like wrestles herself away from this mirror and like finally like leaves like toddles out of the bathroom toddles down that little ramp and like i'm like right behind her and she's walking so slowly i'm just like oh my god i'm gonna kill this woman two things happen simultaneously right as i'm telling my friends like this like out of control woman she takes like three steps forward she links arms with leonardo dicaprio and then a phalanx of security people like surround them and then they march off (laughs) And I was just like, what the f-? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I mean, I was like, well, okay, a lot of things make more sense now. Like, why there was this, like, bizarre person who, like, clearly was very out of, like, place here. Um, oh, my. So, like, your brand new enemy who you were, My brand like, new enemy was It's like, you're not on board with the community of people in this no. bathroom who are trying to move in and out. Like, you're in front of the sink. We're trying to get things done. Uh-huh. And then you immediately discover that... They are <laughs> so out of their element in a way you couldn't have imagined. Possibly imagined. And like, and my friends are just like, that's Leonardo DiCaprio. And I was like, that's Leonardo DiCaprio's date. That's the person who was bugging me in the bathroom. <laughs> uh, it's funny because like, I don't think I've ever seen any other celebrities at the park. I, I'm trying to think like in all of my times being there, I can't think of any other person I've seen. Like, and the thing is, is like, I'll always see, like they used to have this Twitter account that was like, celebrity sightings at Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and like, I would always see like, oh, there are famous people who are there at the same time as me, but I never saw them. So is there, wait, have you ever seen like a famous person at the park? I honestly think I've, I've seen so, like there's so many instances that I, I can't <laughs> even think of one. Really? Well, because a lot of times at media events, it's like media. So it's like uh, like newspaper people, online yeah. people like me, and then invited guests. Oh. So I guess I do have one story. Um, this is the first thing I'm thinking of. <laughs> so I, not through my career, not at all, I got invited to the Cars 3 premiere because my <laughs> husband works in music and his artist was on the soundtrack. And he's okay. a British musician, so he wasn't in America on the day of the premiere, which happened to also be my birthday. So it's like all the stars aligned. Got yeah. to go to the Cars 3 premiere. And what we realized when we got there, because they screened it 
kind of, I think it was at the Anaheim Convention Center, and then the after party was in Cars Land at Disney California Adventure. Oh, wow. Yeah, because it's like, oh, it's right there and it's themed. Brilliant. But what I didn't realize was that something like that, like a movie premiere, that's what every celebrity calls their agent and asks to go to. So really? it was like the the most bizarre spectrum of celebrities and their kids I've ever seen. We went on Radiator Springs Racers, I think like 10 times in a row. Yeah. And we were just like going back and forth, like in the queue with Johnny Knoxville because he kept going <laughs> on it. And it was so funny to me that like this man whose career is built on like, I'll do anything. I love a thrill was like as excited as we were to go on uh, like a slow moving car vehicle. <laughs> Um, rapid fire questions. Yes. What is your favorite Disney character? Um, oh my God. Do Muppets count? Absolutely. Miss Piggy. Oh, I also love it. Miss Piggy was a guest on the podcast, which will be <gasps> on my gravestone. What? Yeah, Ms. it was. Wait, really? Exciting. Yes. Oh my God. That's, yep. a, I mean, oh. That, wow, that's a career uh -huh. highlight. I know. I saved the audio file of Miss Piggy saying my name just to like play whenever I need a boost. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> my highest accomplishment. Uh, what is your favorite Epcot pavilion? Oh, I would say that's a hard question. Because I would say for a, a lot, I would say France, because it's where I got engaged. What is a theme park rumor you've always wanted to know more about? Whether or not there is an actual uh, formal procedure and staff behind caring for all the feral cats at the Disneyland Park. Great question. I don't know. And I feel like there is, but now I'm determined to answer. There has to. It's so crazy because it's it's a it's an aspect of the park they never talk about and like won't acknowledge. But like... You've got to imagine that, like, it's it's, it's at least one person's job. Because there's I, too many there's too many cats, and there's also too many birds. Like, I'm on this for you. I will do yeah. this. I will accomplish this. Last one. Last yeah. question. Duffy and friends or Mickey and friends? Oh, no! <laughs> okay, so I got yelled at, like, a few years ago. Um, because I called Duffy, Duffy the buy me bear on Insta stories. <laughs> And that is his origin story, though. That it's is Duffy the Bimey Bear. It's Duffy. It's Duffy the Please Buy Me Bear. <laughs> but yep. people get mad because they listen. I think Duffy is so cute, um, and I understand that Duffy is very popular in Japan. Uh, now Japan and China. And China, time. yeah, yeah. I know that the Duffy is very popular there. Um, I don't know. I. I I'm obviously a Mickey and Friends person, but I realized that like castigating uh, um, Duffy and Friends is never a popular move. So I may have to remain neutral. <laughs> Listen, I get it. I get it. As someone who openly discussed that I disliked one of them and uh, really got a lot of a lot of pushback, People a lot of calls for it. Really mad about that. So it's like I I acknowledge that Duffy is I, I acknowledge that all of Duffy and Duffy's friends are cute. There is not a single not cute one amongst them. Um, that said, is definitely Duffy. Duffy is definitely meant to be uh, purchased. Yeah. <laughs> is I like. I think just seeing. I got indoctrinated when I went overseas because mm -hmm. everyone loved it so much that I'm like, I want to be in this group. Like, I want to mm -hmm. be one of these people, and now I am, and I'm fully obsessed with them. But with, uh, he's so pretty. He's a cute bear. So cute. I definitely want to buy him. So all of his friends are great. Oh, <laughs> oh, I love him so much. Oh, oh this is awesome. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for sharing all of your many Disney thoughts and opinions and hot takes with of a Disney-loving audience. Um, besides your YouTube channel, where can everyone find you? Um, I am on Twitter at LolaCoaster. You can also search for my name. My name is Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-I-N. My last name is Cherico, C-H-I-R-I-C-O. Uh, I am on Instagram uh, at It's Kristen Cherico. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, if you just search for my name, you will find... You will find so many ways in which I am just sort of sharing my terrible opinions with the world. Um, so, you know, you can just pick one and follow along. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you so much for coming of and being amusing. Yeah, of course. It's been great. Thank you. Hi, Carly. This is Rob Miller from uh, Milford, Massachusetts. Um, so I have a weird 
things to bring up. You and many other journalists have mentioned that uh, there was an Armageddon attraction, but only at Disney Paris. Uh, that is incorrect, as far as I can remember. There was an attraction at, uh, MG, or actually, I guess it was Hollywood Studios at the time, in Florida. Um, it is 1998, uh, and I just mentioned this in a Twitter thread to you, so uh, I'm sure you'll see it at some point. But um, I remember the attraction being there. It was near Rock and Roller Coaster, but Rock and Roller Coaster was not built yet because uh, I remember they had the facade out front, like the wall out front with, like, pictures of what it was going to look like. Um, and uh, Tower of Terror was open, uh, but I didn't go on it because I was a chicken as a kid. Um, <laughs> but um, so... There was definitely an attraction there. It was, it was a movie. I remember we uh, we went in, and as they were going to start the video, it was like a 20-minute looped video, and it was terrible. But um, I remember right as they were starting, the uh, the person, the cast member who was running it, made a joke of like, okay, folks, like make sure that you strap yourselves in and give a tug on that yellow strap. And we all kind of looked around at the chairs because they were not those sorts of chairs. And then he went, nah, I'm just kidding with you. And then he started the movie, and it was basically 20 minutes of I don't want to miss a thing and just super cuts of the, the movie and uh, a couple of behind-the-scenes things. And I remember walking out, and my dad just said, why didn't we just go see the movie? <laughs> um, but I sort of feel like the last person on the planet who actually remembers it. Um, I found a 1998 park map. Uh, that has it. It's in the top right corner of the map. I, you can see it right near Rock and Roller Coaster. Um, help? <laughs> anyway, thank you for doing this. I love the show. Say hi to your mom for me. And uh, thank you. Talk to you later. Bye. Now, typically, I would respond to this call in full, which I am so appreciative. Thank you so much for calling. But instead, I'm just going to drop a little hint that this topic will be discussed at length at a soon future date, soon in the future date, that uh, will not be on this podcast, but may or may not be on someone else's. That's all I'm going to say. Just stick around and you will hear more about it soon. That's all for now. Hi, Carly. This is Allison from Texas. And I was just listening to an old episode of yours where someone asked what your favorite Disney theme park was. And you talked about how amazing Disney Tokyo Sea is. And I really want to go. I'm a huge fan of Kingdom Hearts because of less well-known Disney product, Disney and Square Enix product um, that is having its 20th anniversary this year. And there's um, Kingdom Hearts themed rooms at uh, in Tokyo, I think. But obviously, the pandemic is still going on. And Japan is closed to foreign visitors. But I think there's any chance of me as an American visiting uh, Disney Tokyo before uh, end of April. Thanks for the podcast. Oh, any excuse for me to talk about Tokyo Disney Resort. Thank you so much for calling in about this. Uh, Now, you are absolutely right. There are Kingdom Hearts hotel rooms that have arrived at Tokyo Disney Resort. Our friend Chris, a friend of the pod who runs TDR Explorer, a.k.a. the best Tokyo Disney and beyond theme park account website every media you have to follow chris on social media like he is doing the work he is delivering us dispatches from afar especially those pertaining to kingdom hearts which i am not a massive fan of i'm aware of it i know it but if you are a fan that is the place to be however that comes with a caveat because i truly don't know when we will be allowed back into japan those borders are tight as could be and i am desperately awaiting for them to open them back up now this call was from a bit ago uh so april is definitely not happening personally i'm hoping that i will be able to visit japan again at some point in 2022 i don't know if that's lofty i also wouldn't trust my judgment because we i think at the beginning of the pandemic had or booked tickets to Japan and then pushed them a year being like, yeah, 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 we can go in 2021. And now we all saw what has happened. So mm, TBD, it may be more of a pipe dream than actual planning, but I will let you know the moment it opens because I will be booking my ticket and getting on the first plane there. (laughs) So I hope you do get to visit eventually, but uh, I would put a pin in it for now because... It's it's not going to be easy to get in. But Japan is so wonderful that I hope you do go. 
It's just the best. It's just the best. Thanks for calling. That's our show! Thank you all so much for listening. And thank you to Kristen for coming on Very Amusing to chat all things Disney. You can rate, review, and subscribe to Very Amusing on Apple Podcasts. And now you can rate us on Spotify. Woo! I know it sounds like a trite little thing to plunk out those stars or to write a few sentences, but it is a huge, huge deal. And it helps other theme park listeners find out about this glorious corner of the internet. And y'all know how much I like to make new friends. So I am very, very appreciative. I know I mention it week after week and it's like... Lady, we get it, the stars. But truly, it makes such a difference, which is why I bring it up every time. And I'm so thankful to everyone who takes the time to either add some words or to tap on some little stars. It means the world. Thank you so much to Lauren, The Mouse Egg, Kyle71, JP Design Code, GB Simon5, Zach2077. Ooh, a Zach from the future. Mifur, Mifur, MFR, MFR, Mifur, That sounds sounds like a Swedish chef kind of noise. Ray Runs and everyone else who just left reviews that are honestly so beautifully written that I can't I can't handle it. I'm pretty sure my listener base might be a hundred percent high school valedictorians after reading these comments. You are all the best. Thank you so so much. And hopefully uh, we'll have some new friends join that club by this time next week. Also. <laughs> If you go on Apple Podcasts, please be sure to scroll down and check out uh, my huge mistake, which is that I never got around to officially adding our hidden Mickeys as guests. And it now just looks like I co-host a podcast with Robin Lopez, just as, uh, you know, like having a roundtable about Muppets, debating the merit of, of Kermit the Frog. Should he be with Miss Piggy? Should he not be with Miss Piggy? What is best for him? Our little, like, our little photos are, are there. I don't even think I have a photo. It's just him. I think it's just him. Oh, my God. I got to update that. (laughs) Also, I want to let anyone know who is used to using Stitcher that I am aware of the issue. It has been brought to my attention. Thank you so much to everyone who reached out to tell me that new episodes of Very Amusing weren't reaching Stitcher. We are working on it. It is outside my personal capabilities to have it be fixed, but it is in the works and I apologize for any delay with that. Call into the Churros Hotline! We're taking your calls all day, all night, 24-7 at 747-CHURROS. As I mentioned before, I'm pretty sure you can text it. Uh, why? Give it, give it a whirl. We'll find out what happens. You can follow me, Carly Wiesel, at Carly Wiesel on Twitter and on Instagram and on TikTok, which I may or may not ever go back to. And you can join my Facebook group, The Fomaly, at facebook.com slash groups slash Carly Wiesel. This episode was edited animatedly by Jeff Fox. Thanks so much for listening. See you real soon. Hi, sweetheart. It's mom. Oh, this was a tough one to understand. Okay. First of all, I listened last week to the star, the galactic star, whatever it's called. I listened to it last week, and then I listened to it again today. Star Cruiser. That's it. And I listened to it again today and realized and listened to number one. I wonder if anybody else does that or just me. So I listened to the second one, which I got a little bit, and some was confusing, and some I didn't understand, like 98% of it. But um, what got me, I was cracking up, was you interviewed Chewie, you said? Doesn't he just go, ah, ah, this has got to be great. I can't wait to hear that one. I definitely enjoyed you and the lightsaber training class, you little warrior you. I love that. And my favorite part would have been the martinis and the blue milk. I guess I would drink the blue milk sorbet. And the food sounded great. And it's like a whole other language going on that I have no clue. But I did understand blue shrimp, bourbon chicken. That sounded pretty good. What I didn't expect was that great music by, I think you said her name was Lonnie, that night show. She was so good. I really liked that. But then I got upset right after that when I heard that Chewbacca, my little Chewie who I love, is a fugitive. He was put in jail or what you said, the brig. Oh, my God, what did he do? You have to tell me what he did. I need to know this. And I didn't know you had an android in the room, D309. I don't know what that is, but... um. Very impressed with the caller you had at the end, whose parents are going on this Star Cruiser 
Galactic Star Cruiser. I'm getting it right. That is so awesome. And I know that if I went and I was with your dad, I'm really sorry to say I would turn him out. I would be the rat. I would definitely turn him into get points. No doubt about it. But if I went with you, I would never rat you out. Or would I? No, you'll have to take me and we'll find out because I definitely want to do this with you. Great episode. I love you so, so much. It's so exciting, and I'm learning all this stuff a little bit at a time. Love you, honey. Great episode. See you next week. Bye.